Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Allahumma alimna ma yanfa'una wa anfa'na bima alamtana. Amin. With uh, Imam al-Hajjawi, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his book Zad al-Mustaqni'a, coming to at the end now of the chapters pertaining to the book of Hajj and Umrah, the author, we join him where he said, وَمَنْ تَعَجَّلَّ فِي يَوْمَيْنِ خَرَجَ قَبْلَ الْغُرُوبَ Whoever leaves early pertaining to the ayyam tashriq whoever leaves early after two days then he should leave before the sunset on the second day Sheikh Mansour he says إذا كان يوم الثاني عشرة فللحج أمران if it's the twelfth day then the hajj he has two situations أن يتعجل to be quick meaning to leave before the thirteenth day فهذا جائز this is permissible لكن يجب أن يخرج قبل غروب الشمس. But he has to leave or she has to leave before the sun has set. ويسقط ويسقط عنه رمي ذلك اليوم حينها. And the stoning of the pillars for the next day will be alleviated from him, will be removed from him in that situation. Secondly, أن يتأخر. If the person delays, meaning that he stays for the thirteenth day, فهذا أكمل وأحسن. This is more complete and better. Ifa'li Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because this is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. Haythu ta'akhara because this is he delayed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa li'anna fihi ziyadatu yawmin fil ibadat. And there would be an extra day uh, pertaining to acts of worship in his situation, the one who delays and stays on the 13th. Wa dalilu juwaz al amrain and the evidence for permitting both situations. Is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the specified days. So whoever leaves early after two days, there is no sin upon him. And whoever stays for the thirteenth, there is no sin upon him. Tuhsharun to the end of the ayah. And also in the hadith in Ahmad and Abi Dawood, we have the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, Ayyamu mina thalathatun. The days of mina are three days. فَمَنْ تَعَجَّلَ فِي يَوْمَيْنِ So whoever leaves after two days, فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ There is no harm upon him, no sin upon him. وَمَنْ تَأَخَّرَ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ And the one who delays and stays all of the days, there is no sin upon him. Shaykh Salih Fawzan, Hafidhullah, in his explanation, he said the intention to leave before Maghrib is not enough. Rather, the person must make preparations on that day, on the second day. However, if the person is delayed after having made preparations, delayed due to congestion, traffic or something of that nature, he can still leave early as he has already started the departure through his intention and through his trying to leave. So the important thing is that the person must have the intention to leave and must have made some action to leave, even if the person is therefore is thereafter uh, restrained from doing so. The author he says, And if it's not the situation that the person leaves early on the twelfth day before Maghrib, then the person has to remain in Mina and do stoning on the next day. Sheikh Mansour he said, إِذَا غَرَبَتَ الشَّمْسِ عَلَى الْمُرِيدِ if the sun has set upon the one who wants to leave on the second day, and he is still in Mina, فَإِنَّهُ يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَمْكُثُ إِلَى الْغَدِ 
in this situation it becomes imperative that the person stays until the next day ليرمي كذلك in order to stone the pillars and the evidence قوله في يومين فلا إثم عليه the ayah that we previously quoted واليوم إلى الغروب and the day is until sunset فهو اسم للنهار دون الليل so it's the definition for the day excluding the night فمن غربت عليه شمس وهو في منا لم يستق عليه أن تعجل that the one who remains in Mina after the sun has set uh, then he doesn't fit into the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said في يومين فلا إثم عليه whoever leaves in the two days then there's no sin upon him and also we have Imam al-Bayhaqi and al-Kubra he narrates from Umar radiallahu anhu who said من أدركه المساء من أدركه المساء في اليوم الثاني من أيام التشريق فليقوم إلى الغد Whoever is there in Mina in the days of Tashriq and the evening has come upon him on the second day, then he should stay. فليقوم إلى الغد Then he should stay until until the morrow, until the next day. حتى ينفر مع الناس So that he can leave with the people. So all of what we've said so far is that the person, if he wants to leave, he's able to leave after two days, but he has to leave before the Maghrib of the second day. Before the Maghrib of that day. So... If he's delayed beyond that, then it means he has to stay for the third day. The author, he said, فَإِذَا رَادَ الْخُرُوجِ مِنْ مَكَّةَ لَمْ يَخْرُجْ حَتَّى يَطُوفُ لِلْوَدَاءِ That the person, when he wants to leave Mecca after having finished the rites of Hajj, he shouldn't do so until he makes what is known as Tawaf al-Wada' that the farewell Tawaf. Mansur says, Shaykh Mansur, إِذَا فَرَغَ الْإِنسَانِ مِنْ نُسُكِهِ وَأَرَادَ أَنْ يَخْرُجَ مِنْ مَكَّةَ مُرْتَحِلًا if the person finishes his rights and he wants to leave Mecca, فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَخْرُجْ حَتَّى يَطُوفْ طَوَافَ الْوَدَعْ Then he shouldn't leave until he makes the tawaf, the farewell pilgrimage, the tawaf al-wada' وَيَجْعَلُهُ بَعْدَ الْفَرَاغِ مِنْ جَمِيعِ أُمُورِهِ And he leaves this tawaf to be the last act that he does in Mecca, meaning after he's finished everything that he needs to do and he's ready to leave, then he should make this tawaf al-wada' Ibn Abbasin رضي الله عنه إن سائل مسلم يسد كان الناس ينصرفون في كل وجه that the people they were leaving in all directions فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم so the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said لا ينفرن أحد حتى يكون آخر أهله بالبيت that no one should leave Mecca until he has done the tawaf al-wada' until the last thing that he does is he makes this farewell tawaf the author he says, فَإِنَّ أَقَامَ أَوْ اتَّجَرَ بَعْدَهُ أَعَادَهُ If the person makes this tawaf, but then he remains in the city in Mecca, or he remains trading in Mecca, then he should repeat this tawaf al-wada' He should repeat this farewell tawaf. Sheikh Mansur says, إِذَا طَافَ التَّوَافَ الْوَدَعَ لَكِنَّهُ لَمْ يَخْرُجْ مِنْ مَكَّةَ مُبَاشَرَةً if the person does the tawaf al-wada' but then he doesn't leave immediately from Mecca بَلْ أَقَامَ فِيهِ Rather he stays in it as a resident أَوْ اِتَّجَرَ فِيهَا Or he stays to do some trading فَإِنَّهُ يَعِيدُ تَوَافَ الْوَدَعَ So in this situation the person has to repeat this tawaf وَالْعِلَّةُ And the reasoning for that لِيَتَّحَقَّ كَوْنُ تَوَافَ الْوَدَعَ آخِرُ الْأَحَدْ بِالْبَيْتِ is so that it can be actualized that the tawaf al-wada' that the fear of tawaf is the last thing that the person did كما جرت العادة في توضيء المسافل أهله like it is the, um, the norm that a person when he wants to make tawdi' when he wants to make dua uh, when traveling 
for his family. Meaning that the last thing that he will do before he leaves is that he makes a dua for his family. But the point being from what we mentioned is that the last thing that the person should do is that he should make the tawaf al-wada before he leaves. Sheikh al-Hajjawi, Imam al-Hajjawi, he said, فَإِن شَقَّ أَوْ لَمْ يَرْجِعْ فَعَلَيْهِ دَمٌ If it's difficult for the person to do this, the tawaf al-wada, or he's unable to return to do the tawaf al-wada, then he has to pay the penalty of dam. Sheikh Mansour, إِذَا تَرَكَ tawaf al-wada نَاسِيًا If a person leaves tawaf al-wada forgetfully, ثُمَّ ذَكَرَهُ فَلَا يَخْلُو مِنْ حَالَتَيْنِ But then he remembers it, so his situation is going to be one of the two. Firstly, أَنْ يَكُونُ فِي رُجُوئِهِ مُشَقَّةً That for him to return to Mecca to do this tawaf is going to be difficulty upon him. بِأَنْ لَا يَذْكُرُهُ إِلَّا بَعْدَ قَطِ مُسَافَةٍ طَوِيلَةٍ That the person he didn't remember that he has tawaf al-wada' to do until he had left Mecca by many kilometers, meaning he was quite far away from Mecca. أَوْ كَانَ مُرْتَبِطًا بِرِفْقَةٍ يَشِقُّ عَلَيْهِ فَرَاقَهُمْ or he was in a group with a caravan, a group of people, and it's difficult for him to leave them. So in this situation of difficulty, it's not imperative upon the person that he has to return to do the tawaf al-wada'. But in this situation, he has to pay the dam. He has to pay the penalty by sacrificing. And he pays this due to him having left off an obligation, which is that tawaf al-wada'. Which is the farewell pilgrimage, farewell tawaf, sorry, and there is no sin upon him due to his forgetfulness. The second situation, that the person who forgot to make the tawaf al wada, he's able to return to Mecca without any difficulty. So in this situation, it's imperative upon the person that he returns. And if the person doesn't return, then he is sinful. Because he has. Um, he has intentionally left out an obligation. And in this situation, it's imperative also that he pays the dam. He pays the um, he pays the penalty by sacrificing an animal, and he's also sinful. Sheikh Mansour says, uh, sorry, uh, the uh, author he says, when akhara if the tawaf al-ziyara, the tawaf al-hajj, the tawaf al-ifada, uh, if this tawaf is delayed as being the last thing that the person does when leaving Mecca, then this will be sufficient for him and he doesn't need to do the tawaf al-wada'. Sheikh Mansour says, يَجُوزُ insan أَنْ يُؤَخْرَ tawaf al-ziyara It's permissible for the person to delay the tawaf al-ziyara. الَّذِي هُوَ tawaf al-ifada Which is known also as tawaf al-ifada, tawaf al-hajj, etc. وَيَجْعَلُهُ آخِرَ أَمْرِهِ بِالْبَيْتِ إِنْ خُرُوجِهِ And he makes this the last thing that he does at the Kaaba before he leaves Mecca. فَيَطُوفُهُ بِنِيَةِ الْإِفَادَةِ So he makes this tawaf with the intention of it being tawaf al-ifadah. وَيُجْزِئُ ذَلِكَ أَنِ الْوَدَاءِ And then that would of course suffice him from the farewell pilgrimage. وَالْإِلَّةُ And the reasoning is لَيْسَ مَقْصُودًا لِذَاتِهِ Because tawaf al-ziyarah uh, sorry, the tawaf al-wada'a, the, the farewell tawaf, is not intended in of itself. بَلْ لِأَنْ يَكُونَ آخِرِ الْأَحْدِ بِالْبَيْتِ Rather, what is intended is that the tawaf is done before the person leaves the Kaaba, before the person leaves the sanctuary. فَحَصَلَ بِالتَّوَافِ الْإِفَادَةِ أَنْ يَكُونَ آخِرِ الْأَحْدِ بِالْبَيْتِ So it's um, accomplished by doing the tawaf al-ifada, the tawaf al-ziyara, the tawaf al-hajj. By doing this tawaf, the 
tawaf al-wada' is also included in it uh, in terms of meaning because it's the last tawaf that you do before you leave Mecca. Sheikh Mutlaq Jasr Hafidullah makes an important point. He says that the person when doing this uh, tawaf al-ifadah, which is the rukun of hajj, he shouldn't include with it the intention, the niyyah of tawaf al-wada' Okay, so with the tawaf al-ifada, he shouldn't include the intention of tawaf al-wada'ah. It's like, it's like, for example, a person comes to the masjid, he intends to pray tahiyat al-masjid. And then they, as he's intending, the iqamah has been established. So now he leaves the tahiyat al-masjid, tahiyat al-masjid, and he goes ahead and he prays the obligatory prayer. So now this obligatory prayer is going to suffice for him having to pray the tahiyat al-masjid. So likewise with this tawaf al-wada'ah and the tawaf al-ziyara. The author says, وَيَقِفُ غَيْرُ الْحَائِدِ بَيْنَ الرُّكْنِ وَالْبَابِ That the Hajj, other than the one who is having a, a, a menstruation cycle, the Ha'id, they stand between the Rukn and the Bab. This area is known as the Multazm, as Sheikh Masul will explain to us now. إِذَا فَرَغَ الْحَاجُ مِنْ طَوَافِ الْوَدَاءِ If the Hajj is now finished the Tawafi الْوَدَاءِ or the Tawafi الْإِفَادَةِ and he's about to leave Mecca, so it's recommended for him to stand in that place between the black stone and between the door of the Kaaba. And it is the place which is called the Multazm. والملتزم بفتح الزي الملتزم with the فتحة on the زي سمي بذلك is given that name لأنه يلتزم ويدعى عنده because the person makes iltizam, the person attaches himself to that place, meaning that his chest and his belly is attached to that part of the Kaaba, and the person makes dua there. والمراد أنه يمكث فيه ويدعو ويسأل الله حاجته And the intent is that the person stays there for a period of time, begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his needs. The author, he said, دَعْيًا بِمَا وَرَدَ That he does this, making the duas which have been reported. Sheikh Mansur he said, "Lam aqif ala man akhraj al athar." I haven't found anybody. Sheikh Mansur said that has authentically reported the du'a that should be said in this place. قال شيخ قال شيخ ابن ثيمين رحمة الله عليه شيخ ابن ثيمين he said, "هذا دعاء مما اختاره بعض أهل العلم." This is the du'a which some of the people of knowledge have chosen. ولكنه لم يرد عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. However, it wasn't reported authentically from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وهو دعاء مناسب. And it is a du'a which is appropriate. وجامع and comprehensive. ويظهر فيه الخضوع لله. And it is shown in this du'a submission and humbling oneself before Allah سبحانه وتعالى. وتدرع إليه. فإن تيسر للإنسان فليدعو به. So if it's easy for a person, then he should make this du'a. وَإِن لَمْ يَتَّسْ وَإِن لَمْ يَتَيَسَّرْ فَلْيَدْعُ بِمَا شَاءَ And if it's not easy for the person to say this du'a, then he says any du'a that he wants to say. And this was mentioned by Sheikh Ibn Thaymin, rahimullah, in his book تَعْلِيقَاتِ Ibn Thaymin عَلَى الْكَافِي لِإِبْن قُدَامَةِ Okay, uh, volume 4, page 70. So I haven't quoted this du'a, but it can be found. The du'a that you say, Al-Mutazm, it's a beautiful du'a with lots of uh, beautiful and deep meanings. The author he says, وَتَقِفُ الْحَائِدُ بِبَابِهِ And the Ha'id, the one who is experiencing menstruation, she stands at the door of the masjid. 
she doesn't enter into the sanctuary, into the masjid. And she makes a dua, meaning the same dua which is made by others at the multazm. الحائد والنفساء يسقط عنهما طواف الوداع. That the one who is experiencing menstruation and the one who is experiencing or is experiencing nifas, then the farewell tawaf is not upon them, nor is it valid for them, meaning that they can't do it. وذلك لأنهما ممنوعتان من دخول المسجد. That is because they are forbidden from entering to the masjid. فتقف فتقفون بباب الحرم. So they stand at the doors of the sanctuary المتزم, and they make the dua which has previously been mentioned uh, which is to be said at the Multazm. The author he said and it's recommended to visit the grave of the Prophet وسلم, and the graves of his two companions Abu Bakr and Umar The majority of the scholars they allow this um, but Ibn Taymiyyah said that all of the hadith which pertain to virtues of visiting the grave of the Prophet or graves of the companions, the two companions of the Prophet are weak or fabricated. However, there's no disagreement amongst the scholars that one can visit the masjid of the Prophet and also visit the grave of the Prophet and his two companions. The problem arises where one intends only in this journey to visit the grave of the Prophet ﷺ. Herein lies um, the difference of opinion, herein lies the issue uh, according to scholars such as Shaykh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah However, the issue needs some research for one to become, for one to reach a conclusion. The author he said, Wasifatul Umrah. The author is now going to mention the description of the Umrah. And yuhrima biha min al that the person gets into the state of ihram from the miqat, or min adl hill, or from the closest place of the hill, min makiyin wa nahawihi in Mecca or close to that, la min al haram, not from the sanctuary itself. Sheikh Mansur he said, lama bayna sifat al hajj aqaba dalika bi sifat al umrah. After the author had mentioned the description of the hajj, he followed it up now mentioning the description of the umrah. What taqaddama bayanu adzaiha, and it's previously been mentioned parts of the umrah. Lakin arada an yadkura dalika bi istiqlali. However, the author now wants to mention this independently. He wants to talk about the umrah independently. So he mentions first of all. الإحرام بها that the person makes the إحرام ويكون ذلك من الميقات لمن هو دون الميقات ومر به and this إحرام is done from the ميقات the designated places for the one who is passing by them أو من أدنى الحل من المكي ونحوه or from the place which is known as the hill for the one who is in مكة وياه أقرب الأماكن إلى حدود الحرم من خارج الحدود and it is the closest places to the to the um, to the borders of the sanctuary Okay, to the borders of the sanctuary of the Haram, but from outside of these sanctuaries, uh, from either a place known as the Naim or Ghayrihi or other than that, Masjid Aisha, for example. Wala yahrum min haram, and the person doesn't put, get into the state of Ihram from inside the Haram for the Umrah. If the person makes the Tawaf of the Umrah and he makes the Sa'i between Safa and Marwa and he cuts his hair then he is now free from the state of Ihram Sheikh Mansur says when the person does these things he is then free from the strait of Ihram because he has come with the actions of Umrah completely 
and nothing is left for him to do after that. So then he resembles the one who is on Hajj, who has completed all of his rights, meaning that the person is now free from his ihram after doing these three acts, the four acts that we just mentioned. So the person has to pass by the miqat and put on his ihram. He has to make the tawaf, he has to make the sa'i, and he has to cut his hair or shave his hair. وَتُبَاحُ كُلَّ وَقْتٍ And the ubra is permissible at all times. الْأُمْرَةُ مَشْرُوعَةٌ فِي كُلِّ وَقْتٍ بِلَا إِسْتِثْنَاءٍ Sheikh Mansour says, Umrah is legislated at all times without any exception. فِي أَيِّ يَوْمٍ مِنْ أَيَّامِ الْعَامِ In any day from the days of the year. وَفِي أَيِّ وَقْتٍ مِنَ الْيَوْمِ And from any time of the day. لَكِنَّهَا فِي رَمَضَانَ أَفْضَلٍ However, in doing it in Ramadan is more virtuous and better because the Prophet said in the hadith in Bukhari Muslim, فَإِنَّ عُمْرَةً فِي رَمَضَانَ تَقْدِي حَجَّةً مَعِي For verily, Umrah in Ramadan is like doing Hajj with the Prophet ﷺ in virtue, subhanAllah. The author, he said, وَتُجْزِئُوا عَنِ الْفَرْضِ It suffices, the, the Umrah suffices the obligation, meaning that once Umrah is an obligatory on a person, once in a lifetime. So the person makes the Umrah, the obligation of another Umrah is removed from him. وَأَرْكَانُ الْحَجِّ And the pillars of Hajj are the following Al-Ihram Wal-Wuquf And standing in Arafah Wa-Tawafu Ziyara And the Tawaf Al-Ifadha Or Tawaf Al-Ziyara Or the Tawaf Al-Hajj as it's called And making the Sa'i between Safa and Marwa لَمَّا فَرَغَ مِنْ صِفَةِ الْحَجِّ وَالْعُمْرَةِ أَشَارَ إِلَىٰ أَرْكَانِهَا After having finished describing the description of Hajj al-Umrah The author now talks about the Arkan, the pillars of the Hajj وَأَرْكَانُ الْحَجِّ الَّتِي مِنْهَا تَتَرَكَّبُوا مَاهِيَتُهُ And the pillars of the Hajj are those pillars which constitute, constitute the Hajj. وَلَا يَقُومُ إِلَّا بِهَا أَرْبَعَةً And it's the completion of the Hajj cannot be done except by these four. There are four pillars. The first of them, الْإِحْرَامِ وَالْمُرَادْ بِهِ نِيَةَ دُخُولُ فِي النُّسْكِ The first of them is the Ihram and the intent here What's meant by the ihram is the intention for entering into the rituals of the hajj. And the intent is not just to wear the clothing of the ihram. So if a person wears the clothes of the ihram, but he hasn't made the intention to do the rituals, then his hajj is not going to be valid. The second pillar, the author said, and to stand in Arafah It is a pillar with the consensus of all of the scholars Whoever doesn't stand in Arafah Then his hajj is not complete And the Prophet said in the hadith in Ahmad and Abi Dawood A part of the hadith The hajj equates to Arafah The main pillar of hajj is Arafah so Sheikh Ahmed Bahjat, he mentioned that this rukun is gotten by sitting, even sitting in Arafah, or standing even for a few minutes, even for a few moments. The third thing, the third pillar, Tawaf al-Ziyara, the Tawaf al-Ziyara, the Tawaf al-Ifada, Tawaf al-Hajj. وَهُوَ Tawaf al-Ifada, وَهُوَ رُكُنْ بِالْإِتِّفَاقِ And it is a pillar, again, based upon consensus of the ulama, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, that the people should make 
tawaf around the Kaaba, as mentioned in Surah Al-Hajj. The fourth thing is the Sa'i, wa yurad bihi Sa'yul Hajj, wa huwa rukun min arkan al-Hajj. And what is intended by the Sa'i is the game between Safa and Marwa for the right of Hajj. Aisha radiyallahu anha, she mentioned in the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, uh, she said, ما أتم الله حج إمرئ ولا أمرته لم يطف بين الصفا والمروة That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not complete the hajj or the umrah of a person who has not made the sa'i between Safa and Marwa. Who has not made the sa'i between Safa and Marwa. So this is a pillar and there is consensus upon that. The author he mentions, وَوَاجِبَاتُهُ الْإِحْرَامِ مِنَ الْمِقَاتِ الْمُعْتَبِرَ لَهُ from the wajibat is that the person is in the ihram from the miqat which is relevant to him and to stand in Arafah until the sun has set okay so the rukun is that a person must be in Arafah for even a moment but the wajib is that the person should be there until the sun has set Sheikh Mansur he said The author now speaks about the obligatory, not the pillars, the obligatory matters of Hajj And the controlling rule for determining the uh, what is meant by the wajib in Hajj That which is not allowed to leave off unless there is an excuse for doing so And it's incumbent upon the one who leaves a wajib in Hajj that he has to pay the penalty of them, the penalty of sacrifice. However, the person's Hajj will still remain valid if he leaves off a wajib. And the obligatory wajibat of Hajj are seven. The first of them, that that person should be in the state of the Ihram. Uh, at the miqat, at the designated point that he passes by. So the person should be in the state of ihram before he passes the miqat, which is pertinent to him, and he shouldn't pass by the miqat without being in the state of ihram. So the person has to, has to have the intention from the miqat and has to be wearing the clothing of ihram from the Miqat and the evidence the Prophet Ahrama min al Miqat wa and also the companions of the Prophet also put on the clothing from the Miqat and the Prophet said in Sahih Muslim I do these acts so that you can follow me when you do your rituals of Hajj so this makes it obligatory the second wajib from the wajibat al-wuqufu bi-arafa ila ghurub is to stand in arafa until the sun has set wa-hada yakunu ida at-al-hajj arafa qabla al-ghurub and this is of course if the person comes to arafa before the sun has set so whenever the person gets to arafa it's wajib that he stays there until the sun has set fa-yaqifu hatta taghrib al-shams li-yajma' fi wuqufi bayna al-nahar wa-juz'un min al-layl so the person does this so that he can combine between standing a part of the day and standing a part of the night and also, the author he mentions, وَالْمَبِيتُ لِغَيْرِ أَهْلِ سِقَايَةِ وَرِئَايَةِ بِمِنَا وَمُزْدَلِفَةَ إِلَى بَعْضِ نِسْفِ اللَّيْلِ And the, from the obligatory acts is that the person has to remain in Mina as long as they are not from those who are in charge of uh, the watering of the pilgrimages, of the pilgrims, or the taking care of the livestock. Um, the person has to remain in Mina and Muzdalifah 
Muzdalifah until the uh, half of the night has passed, as we mentioned in the previous sessions in detail. So the third wajib is al-mubit bimina layali tashriq is to remain in mina the nights of the tashriq, the eleventh, the twelfth, and the thirteenth. ويرخص في تركه لأصحاب الأعذار and it's permitted to leave off this remaining in mina for those who have an excuse ومن يحتاج الناس لخدمتهم and those who are committed to serving the people كأهل السقاية والرئاية في السابق like the ones who are committed to giving water to the pilgrims and taking care of the livestock in times past in the olden times ويقاس عليهم رجال المرور and today Analogy is made on this ruling for those who are in charge of the traffic, for example, the traffic police, well, marba, and those who are uh, nurses and doctors, etc. Well, atiba, well, atiba, and the doctors were ghayrihim, and other than them. And Sheikh Ahmed Bahjat, Hafidullah, mentions that these people, they will leave off staying in Mina due to having commitments elsewhere, which are extremely important. So they don't have a sin upon them, but they have to pay the penalty of them. They have to pay the penalty by sacrificing an animal. The fourth wajib is al-mabid bi-muzdalifa laylatul nahar. The fourth of the wajibat is that the person has to stay in muzdalifa uh, the night of Eid. لِأَلَّا النَّبِيَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ أَصْحَابِهِ بَاتُ بِهَا Because the Prophet ﷺ and his companions they stayed in Muzdalifah. And the Prophet said, in order that you take the rights of Hajj from me. And it is more stress than staying the night in Mina. So it's not excused in any situation that the person leave this off. Because the Prophet permitted some people to leave staying in Mina, but he didn't permit leaving after staying in Muzdalifah. وَمُزْدَلِفَ لَيْلَةُ الْوَاحِدَةِ And Muzdalifah is only one night. فَلَا يَشُقُّ الْمُبِيتِ بِهَا بِخِلَافِ مِنَا So it's not difficult for a person to stay there as opposed to staying the three nights in Minna where it could be difficult. وَالرَّمْيُ وَالْحِلَاقُ وَالْوَدَعُ And also from the obligatory acts is stoning and cutting the hair, shaving the hair and making the tawaf al-wada'a. So the fifth of the obligatory matters is رَمْيُ الْجِمَارِ is to stone the pillars on the day of Eid the one pillar Jamrat uh, Al-Aqaba and all the other pillars on the days of Tashriq and it is wajib as mentioned by Imam Ibn Abd al-Bar in his book Al-Tamheed and others the sixth of them is to make halq or taqseed is to shave your head or to cut your hair and the seventh of them is tawaf al-wada' is the farewell tawaf because of the hadith of Ibn Abbas in Sahih Muslim that we mentioned already لا ينفرن أحد حتى يكون آخر أهده بالبيت that none of you should leave the sanctuary until he has done the last thing for him the last thing for him is making tawaf around the Kaaba لكن هذا الواجب هو على من أراد الخروج من مكة الشيخ مسعود however this واجب of the tawaf الوداع is for the one who wishes to leave مكة ليكون آخر الأهد بالبيت so that his last action will be making the tawaf فمن أقام بمكة فلا يودع but whoever stays in Mecca, then he shouldn't make this tawaf al-wada' until he leaves Mecca. Wal-baqi sunan. And other than these matters that we have mentioned from the arkan, the pillars, and the wajibat, and everything else is a sunnah. Wal-baqi min fa'al al-hajj wa aqwalihi sunan. Kat-tawaf al-qudum. Like the tawaf al-qudum. Wal-mabit bi-mina laylata arafa. And like staying in mina, the night of arafa. 
والرمل and making rummel in the, in the first tawaf والطباع and the الطباع وغير ذلك and other than that وأركان العمرة إحرام وطواف وسعي and the pillars of the umrah is to make the ihram and the tawaf and the sa'i فمن أخل بواحد منها بطلت أمرته so whoever misses out one of these pillars then his umrah is going to be invalid سواء تركه عمدا أو جهلا أو ناسيا أو نسيانا whether the person leaves these pillars uh, purposefully or forgetfully or not having known the ruling of them then in any situation the person leaves out these pillars his, his umrah is going to be invalid وواجباتها and the, uh, the wajibat the obligatory matters not the pillars the obligatory matters are hilaq is to shave your head or cut it والإحرام من الميقات and to make إحرام from the miqat فمن ترك الإحرام لم ينعقد نسكه whoever leaves of the إحرام then his his rights of umrah are not going to be valid أشار المؤلف إلى ما يتعلق بترك شيء من الأركان والواجبات والسنن the author now mentions uh, pertaining to leaving off what happens when one leaves off a pillar or a wajib or a sunnah so he said إذا ترك ركن الإحرام if the person leaves out the pillar of the ihram and it is the intention to enter into the rites so whoever leaves off the ihram then his ihram and his rights are not going to be valid However, rather it's imperative that the niyyah is there because verily the acts of worship are not made contractually are not made um, are not rightly legislated that's not the right word are not valid for the person until he makes the niyyah naam the says وَمَنْ تَرْكَ رُكْنًا غَيْرَهُ أَوْ نِيَّتَهُ لَمْ يَتِمَّ نُسُكُهُ إِلَّا بِهِ and whoever leaves a pillar or other than it or its intention then his, his rights are not going to be complete except with it if a person leaves a rukun other than the ihram, either by leaving the act of that rukun, or he does the act but without an intention, then verily his, his rights of hajj and umrah are not going to be valid until he fulfills the pillar in the way it should be done. Sheikh Amr Bahjat mentions, however, an interesting point that. Uh, with regards to the intention of the person standing in Arafah, he said here the person doesn't need to have the intention. He's saying, Sheikh Amr al-Bahjad, that even if a person goes through Arafah on a bus, for example, and he's sleeping, or a person goes through Arafah, he's in Arafah for a period of time, but he doesn't know he's within the boundaries of Arafah. Even in these situations, his Arafah, his standing in Arafah is going to be valid for him. So he's mentioning that if the person loses his intention or doesn't know that he's in Arafah, either due, due to him sleeping or he doesn't know that he's within the boundaries, but he happened to be there, then that is sufficient for him in fulfilling the pillar. وَمَنْ تَرَكَ وَاجِبًا فَعَلَيْهِ دَمْ And whoever leaves out any of the obligations of Hajj or Umrah, then he needs to sacrifice an animal. Whether this is left out, whether this pillar is left out intentionally or unintentionally, knowingly or not knowingly. Uh, 
والدم في عرف الفقهاء and the dam blood in the uh, in the definitions of the fuqaha shat is a sheep or sub'u badanatin or a seventh of a camel or sub'u baqaratin or a seventh of a cow yazbahu fi makka is to be sacrificed in makka wa yuza'u ala al-fuqara al-haram and its meat is to be distributed amongst the poor of the haram the muwatta imam malik in his muwatta Rahmatullah alayhi, he has the statement of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma man nasiya shay'an min nusukihi whoever forgets anything from his rituals or tarakahu or leaves it off fal yuhriq damman then he should sacrifice the animals that we have mentioned the author he says wa sunna fala shay'a alayhi However, leaving of the sunnah, there is nothing upon the person. إذا ترك سنة من سنن الحج القولية أو فعلية فلا يترتب عليه شيء. Leaving of the sunnah of action or the sunnah of statements in Hajj and Umrah, there is nothing upon the person. However, the person who is seeking the Hajj al-Mabrur, the Hajj Mabrur, the Hajj wherein all of your sins are forgiven and you are like the day when your mother gave birth to you, this person will chase the sunnah as much as possible because he wants to complete the Hajj in the best way to get the maximum reward. And this is the mindset of the one who goes to Hajj or Umrah after having saved up so much money, after having made uh, such a long journey to get there. The person doesn't want to wait, waste any of his time so that he can get as much reward as possible. The author he says, Babul Fawat wal Ihsar, the last chapter of the book of Hajj, uh, pertaining to the Fawat, the one who misses out on the Hajj, or the one who is prevented from continuing with the Hajj. Babul Ihsar. Man fatuhu laqufu fatuhu hajj Whoever misses out in staying in Arafah, then he has missed out on the Hajj. Sheikh Mansur he said, Ida fatal insan al wuquf bi arafah if a person misses out in staying in arafah bi an wasala ba'da fajr yawm al nahar wa lam yaqif bi arafah that the person he came to arafah after the morning of eid fa inna al hajj yakunu qad fatahu for verily this person has lost out the hajj and the evidence is in the hadith of ahmad and abi dawood where the prophet sallallahu alaihi a group of people asked the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam about hajj so the Prophet ﷺ called out to the people via somebody and he said Al-Hajju Arafah The Hajj, its pillar is Arafah, meaning its main pillar is Arafah So whoever catches that has caught the Hajj and whoever misses that has missed the Hajj The author he says وَتَحَلَّلْ بِعُمْرَةِ وَيَقْضِي وَيُهْدِي إِنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ إِشْتَرَطَهُ That the person should free himself from the Hajj because he missed out on the Arafah by uh, performing Umrah and he has to make up the Hajj and he has to he has to give a sacrificial animal unless he made a condition that he wasn't going to, that he didn't need to. Man الوقوف Whoever has missed out on Arafah, there's three things upon him. Awalan bi'amra. The first is that he must free himself from the rights from the ihram of Hajj by doing Umrah. Bi'ain yuqlib niyatul Hajj ila Umrah. That he changes uh, the niya of the hajj to the umrah the person he makes the umrah completely and then he is free from the uh, the restrictions of the haram the second thing which is upon him القضاء, that the person has to make it up because once he entered upon the rituals of the hajj it became obligatory upon him 
So the Hajj, once you start it, it's imperative that you complete it like a vow. As opposed to other uh, optional acts of worship. The third thing is that is that when he's making up the Hajj, then he has to offer a sacrificial animal. And this is if the person didn't make a condition. He didn't make ishtirat. And if he did, and if he did, and if he did, and if he if the person made the ishtirat, then he doesn't have to uh, sacrifice the sacrificial animal, nor does he have to make it up. And whoever is prevented from entering into the sanctuary in, uh, upon the Kaaba by an enemy, then he sacrifices and then he is free from his ihram. So if a person is prevented uh, from entering to the Kaaba by an enemy or something of that nature, so in this situation the person he sacrifices the sacrificial animal wujuban as an obligation and then he is free from his ihram whether this ihram is due to the hajj the ihram of the hajj or the ihram of umrah and the evidence is in surah al-baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and if you are prevented from entering into Mecca, then give what, what you can from the sacrificial animals. And also in Bukhari Muslim, the Prophet ordered the companions when they were prevented from entering into Mecca, get up, sacrifice your animals, and then shave your heads, and then you are free from the ihram. If the person doesn't have the sacrificial animal, he fasts 10 days and then he is free from that. He fasts these 10 days with the intention of tahallal, with the intention of freeing himself from the ihram. And then he is free from the ihram once he has finished these 10 days of fasting. And the evidence is the is the qiyas made upon the sacrificial animal of the Hajj Tamattu. So in the situation where the Hajj Tamattu doesn't find the animal, he fasts 10 days. Uh, and in this situation, sorry, in the situation where the Hajj Tamattu doesn't find the, the sacrificial animal, he fasts 10 days. Now, so similarly to this situation, the one who uh, is in the muhsir and he doesn't have an animal to sacrifice. So for him, he's like the Hajj Tamattu who doesn't have an animal to sacrifice. He fasts 10 days. When Sudda and Arafah tahallala bi Umrah. And if the person is prevented from reaching Arafah, he makes tahallal by doing Umrah. In Sudda al Hajj al Muhrim bil Hajj and Jami'a Mecca. La and Jami'a Mecca. If the person is prevented not from the whole of Mecca, Bal and Dukuli Arafah faqat, rather just. Uh, from entering upon Arafah so this person he makes tahallal from his hajj and he makes it into umrah that the person is able to make his hajj into umrah because he wasn't able to stand at Arafah even if he wasn't prevented from entering into Mecca 
even if he wasn't prevented from entering into Mecca or into Arafah, he missed out on the Arafah, so he's not going to be able to complete Hajj, so then it's better for him to uh, change it to Umrah, and in the situation where he is prevented from Bab al-Awwal, even more so it's better for him to change it to Umrah. وَمِثْلُ هَذَا لَوْ أَنَّ أُنَاسًا حَصَرَهُمْ and an example, a modern day example, is like people if they are stuck in traffic and they can't get to وَلَمْ يَتَمَكَّنُوا مِنْ دَخُولِ عَرَفَةً and they're unable to get to Arafah in time لِأَجْلِ خَطَّ السَّيْلِ وَزِحَامِ due to the traffic حَتَّى طَلَعَ فَجْرِ يَوْمِ النَّحْرِ until Fajr on the day of Nahar فَإِنَّهُمْ يُحِلُّونَ بِعُمْرَةً so rather these people they change their niyyah into Umrah فَتَبَيَّأَنَ الْحَصْرَ لَهُ حَالَتَانِ so it's come clear that Hasr that being prevented had two situations. First, Hasrun and Jami'a Mecca, that the person is completely unable to get to Mecca, all of Mecca. The second situation, Hasrun and Arafah, uh, that the person is only prevented from Arafah. And for each situation, we gave a ruling. The author he said, وَإِنْ حَصَرَهُ مَرَضٌ أَوْ ذَهَابُ نَفَقَةٍ If what's prevented the person from completing Hajj is sickness, or he's lost his money, بَقِيَ مُحْرِمًا Then the person remains in the state of ihram. إِنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ إِشْتَرَطَ Unless the person had made the اشتراط, had made the condition at the beginning of the hajj. مَنْ كَانَ الْمَانِ لَهُ مِنَ الْقِيَامِ بِالْحَجْ وَالْأُمَّةِ مَرْضًا أَوْ ذَحَابَ نَفَقَةٍ لَا حَبْسَ أَدُوٍ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَأْخُذْ حُكْمُ الْمُحْسِرِ وَبِهَذَا قَالَ إِبْنِ عَبَاسِ وَإِبْنِ عُمَرِ so Ibn Abbas and Ibn Umar, they said if the person is prevented, not due to an enemy, but rather due to having become sick or having lost his money, then the person, he takes, he, he doesn't take the ruling of the muhsir, uh, so he has to stay in the state of his ihram. And the evidence is from the hadith of Bukhari, that the Prophet Sallallahu so the Prophet entered upon Duba'a bint Zubair and she said, Oh Prophet of Allah, I want to go Hajj. But I'm suffering from pain, I'm suffering from illness. So the Prophet said, Make the Hajj, but make a condition that if you cannot fulfill the Hajj, then you are from free from the rituals and the ihram of the Hajj. That oh Allah, my freedom from the ihram is from the point where I cannot continue anymore. So the evidence from this hadith, Shaykh Mansur says, فَلَوْ كَانَ الْمَرِيدِ يُبِيحُ الْإِحْلَالِ مَحْتَاجَتْ إِلَّا الْإِشْتَرَاطِ So if it was permissible for a person to be free from the state of ihram due to a sickness, then it wouldn't have been needed for the person to make ishtarat, for the person to make the condition. So as a conclusion, like the author, he said that if the person is prevented from completing the Hajj due to sickness or losing money, then this person is not free from his ihram. He stays in the situation of ihram until the person finds enough money or has regained their health once again to complete the Hajj, unless the person made ishtarat, unless the person made ishtarat. وعلى هذا فيبقى محرما إلا أن يزول عذره بأن يشفي من مرضه أو يجد نفقة أو نحو ذلك ويتم النسك as I mentioned فإن كان النسك حج so if the nusk if the rituals are hajj وقدر على البيت بعد فوات عرفة تحلل بأمرة so if the person was able to go to Mecca after not being able to, though he wasn't able to go to Arafah then the person makes tahallil by doing umrah as we have mentioned لأنه يأكد حكم الفوات because he takes the ruling of the people of Fawat, the people who missed out on Arafah. We'll stop here inshallah before 
the last chapter that we have to take, I believe, is pertaining to the hadi and the udhiyya. Matters pertaining to the sacrificial animal and matters pertaining to which animals are permissible to be sacrificed as udhiyya, etc. Now, so we finish with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, the issues pertaining to the Hajj and the Umrah, all that's left is speaking about the qualities of the animals which are used for sacrifice, the qualities of the animals which are used for on Eid al-Adha, etc. If you have any questions on what we've taken, then feel free. If not, then I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this heavy in our scale of good deeds and forgive me for any and many mistakes that I have made. Ameen wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.